This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Also, Dark, a barrack on a summer and a dolly flower and Welcome to the 1912 Exiles festive special episode. I'm Ed, I'm on hosting duty tonight, and I'm joined by Mr. Reese Warren, the OG of the 1912 Exiles. Hello, Reese. Hello. Our man on the Northern Beat, Mr. Ian Street. Hello, Ian. Hi, everybody. Happy Christmas to all. Joining us live from London, Mr. Jamie Harris. <laughs> Bonsoir. And making a welcome festive appearance mr jack halpin merry christmas one and all merry christmas to all of you and let me just extend compliments of the season from all the podcast crew to you our listeners 2023 has been a great year for us we've been nominated for an award we've had a couple of huge episodes with the likes of alice james john pratt and over the course of the last 52 weeks we put out something like 45 episodes which isn't bad going at all none of this would be possible without your encouragement which makes it worth doing in the first place and indeed your generosity by buying fridge magnets contributing to our co-fi or in a few cases just bunging some cold hard cash into my hands in the Maranger uh, all of which means we've been able to do more stuff this year than previously without busting the bank so we just wanted to start off and say thank you and wish you all the best for the festive period we will be taking a breather ourselves because we don't want to be editing pods over Christmas so this is a bonus episode that we're probably going to put out uh, before the Wrexham game to tide you over until after the crew match on the 29th. Um, and we'll aim to do a big wrap-up of those fixtures and the Forest Green game on Boxing Day uh, after that. But for now, we're going to kick back. We're going to crack open a bottle of sherry, light a roaring fire, cut ourselves a slice of Christmas cake and settle in for an episode which will tangentially be about football, but perhaps will be a bit looser than the usual fare. It's a bit of festive fun to keep you entertained on a a long car journey to visit your sister on Boxing Day or as you go for a long walk to avoid your in-laws on New Year's Eve or perhaps to make love to as you gently nuzzle your partner on Christmas morning itself. All right, maybe not, maybe not that one. 
So the format for tonight's episode is arguably more in keeping with Halloween than Christmas, uh, but we're going to be talking about Frankenstein's monster and specifically how our panel would create the ultimate Frankenstein's monster using the best attributes from Newport County players. Uh, we've kept it fairly vague. They might be specific body parts, your right foot, your hands, your foreheads. Uh, they could be character attributes, patience, guile, shazzery, or they might be other things entirely, speed, diving, or the particular way that a striker carries himself when walking back to the halfway line after missing a sitter. It's up to our panel to take it in whatever direction they wish. And I'm going to come, uh, I'm going to start in the north and work our way south. So I'm going to start with Ian. So Ian, before you give us your first attribute and your first player, tell us a bit about how you went about deciding stuff. First of all, I love this topic and it, it I didn't come up with it. So, you know, but I loved it. Brilliant. I've been having lots of fun with this. Um, I, I originally started, at, like Frankenstein, stitching body parts together and thinking, you know, who do I want? How do I want it? Da, 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 da. But then I started thinking, we're in the age of genetic modification, aren't we? So I don't I don't need the body parts. I just need the essence and the attributes. And I can get in a, I can get into a lab on the, on the north, on the sort of Yorkshire Moors and, you know, conjure up some sort of beast. You know, that's my, that's a perfect monster player to play for the port. So I haven't gone body parts. I've gone attributes and, and creating this growing, this thing that's going to stride like a colossus on the Rodney Parade. That's what I've done. And where are you starting? What's your first one? Before you do anything, I need DNA, don't I? Because I need to grow it. I need the DNA, and then I'm going to fuse. Once I've once I've grown my thing from my DNA, then I'm going to fuse all the attributes into that. You know, it got me test tube. That's where I'm going to go. So when I started thinking about DNA, I was like, "Well, whose DNA can we use to create the perfect monster?" You know, I was looking at our midfield and thinking. You know, we're a little bit light there at the minute, so a bit of strength in there wouldn't go amiss. So that got me thinking about, like, all-action midfielders. You know, somebody could play a four, a six, an eight, a ten, you know, whatever. Like, a storming Norman sort of midfielder. That's what I want. Someone who'd be feared beyond measure. Then I started looking around the world and thinking, well, Jude Bellingham is probably, arguably, the great one of the greatest midfielders we've got on the planet at the minute. And he's... And he, and like Mary Shelley, who wrote, who wrote Frankenstein 19, he's only about 20, isn't he? So, you know, he, he's the bees, isn't he? So his dad, Mark, played for us briefly. He, he was he, he was with us for a short period, wasn't he? So we've already got, in a county shirt, the, the DNA of the Bellingham. So that's where I'm starting. Get Bellingham's DNA, and then we're going to fuse all the other bits onto that. So, yeah, I'm starting with Mark Bellingham's DNA. There we go. Well, what a start that is. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, to my shame, I've had to turn to Wikipedia. And yeah, he played for us on loan in 1997, on loan from uh, Cheltenham Town. No details of how many games um, and slightly before my time. But uh, yeah, great. Okay, so we're off to a good start. We've got some DNA into our Frankenstein's monster. Um, so let's go next. I said I was going to work my way south, which has now got me frantically Googling to try and work out whether... Jamie is further north than uh, Jack, and I think he is. So I'm going to come to Jamie next. <laughs> Just about what I want from my Frankenstein player, I kind of want him to be able to do everything. I kind of want, in essence, this one person to be able to play and beat whoever 11 players are, are put up and uh, you know facing him at, at kickoff. Um, so I'm trying to sort of pull bits and bits and pieces together so you know we can be working our way from the back. Uh, dealing with whatever obstacles come our way 
and then you know creating the chances and finishing the chances all at the same time because basically what you need you need a bit of youth and energy but also need experience and wisdom um so my first attribute is having the benjamin button syndrome being wise beyond beyond your years yeah you want you want somebody who's youthful energetic and uh, and can sort of carry the team forward but with that wisdom on it on such a young head uh so i've gone for ben white because um it's so fantastic watching him play um for arsenal and england um but i particularly just enjoyed him watching him play for us uh, when he was on loan um because as soon as you saw him you know come on the pitch play right back center half as a 18 19 year old um yeah you just knew where he was going to go you knew he was destined for for you know the premier league destined for the top he's going to be like the base of my my frankenstein's monster fantastic another strong suggestion thank you jamie so i'm going to come to jack next of all who have you got and what attribute well it's it's funny isn't it you caught me off guard when you gave it away you were talking about love making so i've gone with frankenstein's penis of newport can no happen <laughs> no <laughs> No, I absolutely have not. Uh, in fact, I'm not that well planned. I'm trying to scrape for some grand story I can spin and sell. I've, um, you know, I've, I've, I've had a good play with it. But uh, I, my my first part of my Frankenstein's monster, and oh God, it is a Frankenstein's monster, is a driving ability. So, you know, if I was going to rob a bank, who would I? Whose hands would I want on the wheel? Well, it's none other than Newport footballer Chris Zabrowski. So the BBC Sport says was jailed for four years after admitting four charges of robbery, attempted robbery and assault. Swindon Grand Court yard, he crashed his BMW into a taxi in December and attacked a witness who filmed him when he got out of the car and tried to take his mobile phone. So that's that I mean, I'm not spending much time on it. That's I he's my driver. It's Chris Sabrowski, everyone. <laughs> So, Chris Sabrosti is at the wheel. We've got Mark Bellingham's DNA, and we've got the Benjamin Button syndrome of Ben White. Reese, the southernmost of our correspondents, just south of the M4. What, uh, what have you got? Well, so I've I've built this around a player that you could just drop anywhere on the pitch. He could pretty much play any position. So I've started off with the physical makeup of what I'd want. Um, so it is a Frankenstein's monster of Lee Minshall's size and strength with James Waite's endurance and work rate <laughs> while boasting Ryan Jackson's speed. I don't know if he could stop once he got up to speed, but crikey, that would be something to behold. He's put three attributes in at once there. He's being, if he does that for everyone... I think he wants to knock off the head here, aren't we? It's under the umbrella of physicality. Okay, love it. Um, that's nice. It's good that, yeah, James Waite is, is getting mentioned. I mean, it does speak to the obvious shortcoming, pun intended, of James Waite that, you know... If only he could be a foot taller and two stone heavier, uh, he'd be Lee Minshall. He would be. Oh, I was going to mention <laughs> Lee Minshall. <laughs> okay, so that's fine. Well, we're off to a good start. Everyone's had a, a, a go with their first round choices. Let's move on to second round picks, and I'm going to start with Jamie. I think for this one. Let me take you back to about three minutes ago when I mentioned Ben White and his Benjamin Button syndrome. Uh, continuity here. Um, so, as I mentioned, I want my Frankenstein's player to be able to do everything. So he's he's shoring up everything at the back now, and he's yeah he's getting into into midfield. Um, but you know he's up against eleven people, and you know even if you're a bionic man, it's hard to 
you know, lose your man marker when you've got 11 people marking you. So what you need is built-in protection. Um, in particular, I think built-in shin pads. And luckily, we already have a player who's playing for us this season who has built-in shin pads. At least I can't see them anyway. He's not wearing any, so he must have them built in. And that's Will Evans. Um, I think I, I, I still can't quite fathom this whole fashion trend. It's got to be a fashion trend of footballers these days who just wear the tiniest, like probably like the the smallest regulation size shin pad that you must wear because then they're just not bothered. I remember when I was playing football, mine came up to my knees and, you know, I got kicked a lot. Well, also, um, you're, a, you're a similar vintage to me, Jamie. And like, you, you're right, it is a fashion thing because I think around the time I was, you know, in my late teens and, and playing, not only were the pads big, but they had the like ankle guard protector in and that was, yeah. I think, the, big, the bigger and chunkier your shin pads were the better whereas now yeah it's all it's all trying to um shrink it down and be minimalist exactly and also if you, i don't know if you've watched him closely play this season when he's yeah holding up the ball in near the corner and stuff he gets kicked a lot almost as much as omar gets kicked and his shirt gets pulled but will evans does get kicked and get goes out but he always gets back up you think oh he's gonna have to go off here um and yeah he always seems to sort of shake it off so he seems to already have that built-in layer of protection maybe it's just you know all the milk he's been drinking you've got strong mm. bones but yeah so he'll he's my next uh my next guy we've got we got age age and wisdom beyond years and we've got uh shin pad protection all over your body the other one who always used to stick out for me is never having thick shin pads on i'm certainly none that you can manage you remember tyreek backinston who we had on loan from that was bristol city as well wasn't it mm. and he had like very thin spindly chicken legs anyway and without any shin pad like how that boy has got through his career without getting a snapped shin every fortnight i don't know because it's just he's inviting trouble but um jack what's next for you that'd be cool and where's it back to me okay uh so just to set the scene you've built your frankenstein monster you've, you've got the driver you've got the money now you need the brain to sort the money out god what are you gonna do with it I know just the guy. Well, it's ex Newport County footballer Mark Hazelwood, who yeah. took part of a scheme and defrauded someone £5 million and went to jail for it. That's it. He's going to sort me money out. I mean, he might get caught, but I might get away with a couple of grand. So I'm already sensing a theme to Jack's picks with all of this. Newport County players who've done time for something. Is that, is that where we're going? And, and do we have enough for you to have all five? Uh, uh, who's going to be in there for fighting, Darren Jones or Pipey? <laughs> so I, I, I walk a very tight, tight rope here that I kind of don't want them to come after me. And the last person I'm going to want coming after me is David Pipe and his tits. I'm sorry, Ed, if you're making this an editing nightmare, but um, I, oh, this is this is on you. This is on you. I'm, I'm taking no responsibility at all. I'm, I'm a big David Pipe fan. I've always said he's a, a swell guy. Always liked him. <laughs> Right, let's see who is next. Reese, I'll come to you. So as we've discussed, my um, Minchel-sized monster has got a problem with uh, changing direction. Well, I've got a solution for you. He's going to be blessed with Jason Bowen's dribbling ability. Now try stopping him. Nothing can get in his way. I wondered how long it would be before Jason Bowen made the appearance. Quite right, too. Just the, the 
the way he would torture lumbering non-lead fullbacks used to fill my heart with joy. So, uh, yeah, excellent. I think of a lumbering like giant that can move with with um, Jason Bowen's agility. He's got that's quite exciting, isn't it? Quite like that. Right. So, yeah. So I've got my DNA. So I need to start fusing some stuff into my test tube now to to, to build a monster qualities. We need a hero. We're calling for a hero. That's what we need. Everybody wants to have a hero on the pitch, don't they? Whoever that was when you were a kid, we've still got them now. You want a hero. So we've got to have heroic qualities. But then I thought about this. Well, like, there's different types of heroes, aren't there? You know, so what sort of hero do we want? And I, and I started thinking about Frankenstein, written by Mary Shelley, as I said, who was the wife of Percy Shelley, who was occasionally appeared on this pod recently. I said, not literally. <laughs> not literally. <laughs> that would be brilliant. <laughs> But but the, the the whole story behind Frankenstein was that, that that Percy Shelley and Mary Shelley were with some other of that romantic crew and Byron um, in the Swiss Alps in 1816. And Byron set everybody in the room who was staying in this in this shadow or wherever it was the task of coming up with a ghost story. And Mary Shelley, that's what she came up with. Right, she's, the bare bones of Frankenstein came from that. And I was thinking Byron. The Byronic hero, that is, that's what we need, isn't it, right? Byron was once described as mad, bad, and dangerous to know, right? Now, that's the sort of heroic character I want my character to be, a mooding, broody rebel, right? So I was thinking, who have we got? Could be Pipey, maybe Josh Labadee, somebody like that. And I thought, no, we don't need any of that. We've literally had someone playing for us named after Byron, right? So I'm putting in Byron Anthony. Surely anyone named after the original Byronic hero has got to be the ideal fit. But yeah, Byron Anthony is a, is a superb shout. And someone who I'm surprised hasn't returned to the county. I'm sure at some point you will do. It feels as though that's there written in the stars for a, a glorious return at some point. Didn't his academy role under a cloud of something? Yeah, there was a bit of that. But he's, he's head of... Um, the Academy at Bristol Rovers, isn't he? Or Academy Manager, I think. Someone who is lean on the cloud is a Byronic hero right there, isn't it? Moody, brooding, named after him. It's got to be. Right, well, we've all had um, two picks. So we're going to have a, a bit of a palette cleanser uh, before we carry on with Frankenstein. I set the panel uh, a question to have a think about coming into today, which was, if you had to spend Christmas Day with one current, but with one Newport County player, either past or present, who would it be and why? Uh, and I'm going to take Chair's prerogative and go first because you've all had a turn and stuff. So uh, for me, I decided it would be Seb Palmer Holden. Firstly, he seems like a nice, well-brought-up boy and his family would be in good crack when they interacted with us on Twitter. But more to the point, Seb's a big boy. He's like the, the jolly green giant. Um, so the evidence suggests that the Palmer Holden family put on a good spread. I'm expecting... Generous portions of turkey, three different types of potato, every conceivable variety of veg, and enough picks in blankets to feed an army. And I'm also hedging my bets that a double-barreled name increases the likelihood of a well-stocked wine cellar. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to Seb's for, for Christmas Day. Uh, Reese, what did you come up with for this? I think for the Evans family farm would probably be a good Christmas Day. You know, you're going to get Brilliant. Brilliant. Good, good, good cut of beef. You're going to be looked after, I think, at the Evanses. And if not, you can all just go out and see all the animals, which is always a nice time. And everyone used to like going up Green Meadow Farm. Um, so it's basically the same as that, isn't it, on Christmas Day? Jamie, I mean, I'm guessing, you know, your North London 
wokerati so you probably won't want a, a big hearty christmas meal you'll be up to like a nut roast and some lentils so so maybe changes the dynamic for you what what are you going for i dare you i nearly chucked to my grass then <laughs> unbelievable just want to make a point with uh with seb um because i think yeah fantastic i think as well uh his goal at barnet was fantastic mm. on tuesday um and he reminds me a lot i don't know if there are any um any of you guys are cricket aficionados, um, but he reminds me a lot of the Australian. Um, there's a young lad called Cameron Greens, big, like yeah. basically a strapping blonde all rounder, trundling in fast bowler, um, and yeah, he just sort of ambles in and you know just like he's like six eight or something. He's just huge, um, and just reminds me a lot of um, uh, Seb and what you just said there. Christmas Day, it's a tough one. I reckon I'm going to go with Clarky. Reason being, everybody, well, majority of people don't like putting on a Christmas jumper. They think, you know, the, it's too woolly, it's itchy, it's, you know, getting on your skin and stuff. But his ability to pull a shirt of an opposing player without getting <laughs> spotted, throughout the day, he's going to get a Christmas jumper on every single member of that house. And you won't even realize it. And then, you know, you'll be sat down having your photo taken just before dinner and you're like, oh. Where's this come from? Yeah, so Clarky, he's going to be in mischief, but um, he's going to get everyone in the festive spirit. Very good. Clarky, the jumper <laughs> stealer. I like it. Yeah, I have. Give, I gave this quite a bit of thought because I was nearly done meeting today, so I started scribbling some ideas down on a piece of paper. Matty Dolan for me, right? <laughs> Matty Dolan, right? I'll tell you why I've got some brilliant reasons. You just listen to this. It's this is, just, this is just going to be you and, you and Matty's bromance, right? You just want to... All right, it's fine. It's going to be great, right? So first of all, he was a good organiser and communicator. They're key skills at Christmas, right? Secondly, he was calm, right? You put your house on him to score a vital penalty. So amidst the chaos of Christmas, calm presence. Matty Dolan's your man, right? Good with kids. His young daughter was often seen in the away end at Northern Grounds. So clearly Matty's a great parent. So he entertained the kids, no drama. Capable of magic. We all need a little bit of that, don't we, uh, at Christmas, you know? <laughs> He could pop up with spellbinding examples of wizardry, you know, like the goal against Forest Green or whatever. So, you know, a little bit of entertainment, a bit of magic could go on. But most importantly, and this is like, this is serious, he, I want to spend my Christmas with good people and good humans. And I think he's a top, top guy. I heard recently yeah. that when Mark O'Brien had to stop playing because of his heart condition, yeah. Matty um, said to him, you know, if you need anything, any point, any time, doesn't matter, day or night, give me a ring. No problem, right? And in, in when he was going through a dark time, one evening, one night, he, he rang him up and said, Skip, you know, I'm, I'm having a problem. Matty Dolan dropped everything, went to his house, packed his bags, said, you're going to come and stay with me and my family until you're, until you're right and ready. Now, any human being who can do that, that's a good person. I want to spend my Christmas around people like that. So Matty Dolan for me. That's a that's a more serious answer than I was expecting, but uh, a, a very good one. And may all of you listening be spending uh christmas day with the massey dolan in your life jack inject a bit of levity for us who are you going with i've had my uh sushi my christmas sushi <laughs> having first tasted it at the awards and i'm hooked i need the christmas version and i'm i'm feeling greedy and i want some pies now i take you back to november 23rd 2009 forum.lincoln.com it's the uh, it's the Norwich City Supporters Forum. Uh, the post title will give away the player that I'd like to go around for some pies, but I'll, I'll just I'll just read out some content. 
saw such and such came on as a sub for Cambridge United and scored twice. I thought he would have been in a much better team than this, as he showed much promise at Norwich. All capitals. No, 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 no. He's eaten about one billion pies since then and is now largely overweight and unfit. Hence the fact he is a sub at Cambridge United, who are in the conference. Who am I referencing? Well, it's Danny Crow. <laughs> I'm going over Danny Crow's and I'm having a billion pies with that guy because who wouldn't want to eat a billion pies with Danny Crow? He had such a good touch, but zero pace to go with it. I found him so frustrating because you think you've you've thrown away what, as you point out, could have been a very promising career because you just you'd like a good dinner. I think he was probably quite frustrated playing for us as well because uh, he was about five foot ten and was a subject of aerial bombardment by our defenders for his entire time playing for us. And I think when he, whenever he did win the ball um, to his feet as well, he like had that good touch and turn around, going, "Oh sh! I'm forty-five yards from goal here. <laughs> that's going to take me a year to get down there." Good, right? So that's been uh, our first palate cleanser of the night. Um, but having had our Palette's cleansed. Let's get back to Frankenstein. Reese, go. We've got our giant lumbering and moving, flying down the wings like a ballerina, but now he needs a brain. So I had to think of whose footballing brain do I want? I think I want Josh Sheehan's. Quick thinking, partner with the quick feet he's inherited from Bowen. This guy's going to be magic. Yeah, I, I like that. I think that's good. I, I, has anyone else got brain as one of their attributes and we do we need to argue it out no okay shakes the head so i'll go straight on to jack i've robbed the bank thanks to the first frankenstein part uh driven away successfully by mr sabrowski fantastic wonderful i've made my money i've made my millions and mark hazelwood has just spooned it completely and i am now in jail thanks a lot mark thing is though those fences look a bit short i reckon i could jump over them Who's going to train me to jump as high as I possibly can? Well, it's ex-Cardiff City hooligan, Craig Hughes. <laughs> That's right. The guy was very, he was a small, uh, very stocky, pipe-esque build. But for some reason, in a conference south of Europe, I swear I used this answer last year, in a conference south of Europe of giants from London who were about, about seven foot two, this guy could out-jump these guys. So who better to jump over the fence of Newport County Prison than, than him. Excellent. I'm, thank you, Craig. Thanks for the lesson. I'm out, and now I'm running for it um, <laughs> in just my pants and skivvies. I'm, I'm pretty intrigued if you're going to use your Frankenstein's player to you know play any football at any point. But um, I'll, I'll... <laughs> No, no. I just want to make my money and run, Jake. <laughs> we, we said it was a nice, vague format with the intention that people could take it where they wanted to, and Jack has followed that instruction and decided to do his own thing. Yeah, good. He's very much the, the jazz element of the 1912 XRs. He, he doesn't need rules to hem him in. Great. Uh, Ian, you're next. So Reese touched on this when he talked about um, a bit of magic, and I think that you're spot on, Reese. that we need the, 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 my character. I've got the DNA. You know, I've got the Byronic hero, but he needs to be a magician, doesn't he? You know, we, we, we all want to see that bit of magic on the pitch, don't we? Of course, all magicians need a wand. Step forwards. The one and only Captain Fantastic, Matty Dolan. Keep that one short and sweet. He's getting his second mention of the night. So, I mean, at, there's a, at some point, someone's going to make a Brokeback Mountain-style buddy movie of Ian and Matty Dolan. Any any directors listening, give that some thought. Jamie B. 
You asked earlier whether anyone else had brains, but we're talking about brains, magic, creativity, bit of mouse. And my one is a little bit in that era, a little bit in that sort of Venn diagram. We've got Ben White at the back shoring things up. We got Will Evans taking all the kicks on the shin and he's still going and he's, you know, he's got through the, the first line of defense. What we need now is a bit of something special. What we really need is the, um, turn into prime David Beckham when you're playing on TV switch, which uh, I know who this is going to be. <laughs> it's Robbie Wilmot had in, um, abundance. I don't know where he found this button, this switch, but he just always used it whenever in a cup run. He just, he looked phenomenal getting past players on the wing, whipping and beautiful cross. Um, I'm thinking, uh, the cross in for Podge's goal against Tottenham. Um, back in when was it 2019? Well, the cross in for Jamil Matt against Leicester as well, didn't he? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's a quality that shows itself up in other parts of his life? So you know, at this time of year, Christmas Day, kids have all got the camera phones out to take pictures of you know the dining table looking all nice with the candles on, and you know suddenly Wilmot is like upping his game as he's carving the turkey because he's got a camera on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they turns into Nigella all of a sudden on Christmas Day, and yeah, brings out the brings out the christmas dinner i'm sure um he probably also uses the switch he'll turn on the christmas lights whatever town he's in good so we've done three rounds we'll do another and then we'll have another palate cleanser um i'm going to come to jack i mean i know just how much preparation ian has done for this i think reese and jamie would have scribbled some notes down jack i think is already now just kind of making this up as he goes along he's busking this so i'm going to go first to jack just because i really want to put him on on the spot so jack it's uh, it's over to you have you got a fourth round yeah, well played. I do, actually. Um, so, you know, I've, I've just frantically escaped prison, thanks to Craig Hughes' wonderful set of calves. Sprung uh, a new life, but my conscience needs cleansing, and, and I need to get back on track. Um, I really need to come back to society and, and, and be one with it again. And actually, who better to show me that than you, Newport County AFC fans? South Wales Argus this week... Newport County AFC fans are on track to finish 2023 without a single arrest. The last time a county fan was arrested was at a home fixture against Leighton Orient on December 30th. Newly released home office data has revealed. So give yourself a round of applause, fans. You haven't been naughty, boys, this year. No coal for you under the tree. I mean, that that really is tempting fate, given that we've got Wrexham on the 20th <laughs> of December. <laughs> I did say on track. But yeah, yeah, the, I, I, yeah. Well, you know, but come on, let's let's make it a clean twenty twenty three. People, behave yourselves. Ian, you're next. Right, it's a tricky following Jack and it. I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> My train of thought is all over the show. So obviously we've got Captain Fantastic the Magician. Uh, we welded him in there. But then I'm thinking the next quality I need is anti system anarchism. Right, that's 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 the next bit that's going in. Right, so what? Obviously, so I'm summoning up. You know, Mikhail Bakunin, who was the sort of uh, the philosopher behind a lot of anarchist thought. The reason about this is that one of the things I dislike most about football, and I think everyone's going to agree with me when they hear me out, is systems. So we have a little laugh about a tactics truck and all that sort of stuff. There's nothing worse to me than teams cancelling each other out as they focus on systems and stopping other teams playing rather than letting individuals run riot, right? If we all sat down and said, like, and all of all the people who might listen to this, you know, what's the best game you've ever seen, right? They tend to be chaotic free-for-alls, don't they? Players are out of position, weird things are happening, 
Right. So let's let go back to like the Notts County game who kept us in the league. You know, we've got OB in the box, completely and utterly out of position, having a ball crossed to him by Pipey on the wrong wing, completely out of position. Right. That's, nobody planned that. That's not a system. That's absolute anarchy in action on the pitch. Right. So my, my monster must adhere to the principles of anti system anarchism. So I was thinking, well, who's, how do we do that? Who, who's that going to be? I was scratching my head about who that could possibly be. In an ideal world, unfortunately, I'd, I'd have put in someone like Robin Friday, X, X, them lot down the road and Reading. But I was thinking, I was thinking, who's, who's the most utter chaos I've seen play for us? Cortez Bell, I'm going with. <laughs> Possibly the most anarchic player that's ever turned out for us. So the spirit of Cortez is, is going in as my anti-system anarchist. Is that the same Cortez Bell that got done for uh, abusing dogs? He would also probably find a place in your in your monster, Jack, to be honest. But he was mad as a box of frogs. I think he played about 70 games for us, but I think he got sent off in about 30 of them. So, like, he's, he's also he been mad from keeping animals for life. He only played uh, only played 22 games for us, oh, uh, according to, to Wikipedia. But, um, but, I mean, whenever you bring up someone's uh, Wikipedia... And it has a, a lengthy section entitled "Personal Life." You always know this is going to be this is going to be good stuff. So, as as Jack has said, yeah, he was sentenced to eight weeks in prison for severe animal neglect and has been banned from keeping animals to life. His career, as well, if you look at the teams he's played for, he's clocked up a lot of miles along the M4. So, um, amongst others, Mercer, Newport, Lanesley, Chippenham, Mercer again, Patalbert, Cumbarthen, Patalbert again, Mercer again, Taftswell, Patalbert again, Taftswell again. And then um, had a, a spell as player manager at Talbot. So uh, yeah, there is a man who who knows his way around the service stations of CM Sport. Yeah, maybe we need to do a um, Cortez Spell special uh, where we pick our favourite M4 service station uh, <laughs> at some point. That's next season's Christmas special. Exactly. Yeah, just three hours dedicated to that. I'm sure we can uh, fill that. My fourth skill. Uh, special move, whatever you want to call it. Again, going to walk you through it. Ben White shored them at the back, shored them all, all, you know, got them all safe and sorted. Moving forward, Will Evans has taken all the kicks. He's given it to to Wilmot. He's all the same player, but it's him. Uh, he's morphed into Wilmot, flicked the TV switch. He's run down the wing and he's got past three players, but it's been knocked out for a throw. What do we need? We need somebody to get it in that box. We need somebody to get it in the mixer. And um, it's been weird this year not having Mickey Dimitri, not having his bionic arms chucking it in. It's really odd watching us play this year without that long throw set piece in our back pocket, which I'll be honest with you, can't remember too many times it paid off, but we persisted anyway. <laughs> you going to remember one now, are you, Ed? No, I was going to say it, it struck me watching the Barnet game on Tuesday night because they had a lad who could chuck it in. In fact, what, their first goal I think came from one of those and you went, oh yeah, we used to be able to do that and now we can't <laughs> anymore. I'm surprised we've not trained someone up to do it. One of them must have that in their locker. Well, maybe they need to sign this Frankenstein's monster of mine because he will have bionic arms specifically for throw-ins. Not for anything else, not for Jack not for DIY. Uh, monster or uh, <laughs> any assaults or anything. Um, but purely for fizzing it in there, whether it's fizzing into the near post or looping it over to the far post for somebody to nod in. So yeah, it's um, it's that 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 real set piece, that bit of um, bit of magic, getting it in the in the box. Mickey is my uh, fourth pick. Just an honorary mention for throw-ins. Can they remember 
Harry Morgan being absolutely surprisingly good with long throws for such a short man back in the day? No, just me. Okay. <laughs> no, I I remember that. Um, and also, he liked to use his arms for fighting as well. Despite being very small, he was very angry. And he wore shorts that were far too long and big for him. It was the early 2000s. That was trendy. Does this podcast seem to be titled Allegedly? Yeah. (laughs) All right, then. Well, let's stick with Jack's uh, Lags 11. Um, What have you got next for us, Jack? I I mean, surely by this point, we're, you know, these are getting to people who've just got like speeding tickets or library fines or something. We can't have that many, surely. Well, it's been an emotional journey. I'm a reformed man. Gone are the heady days of my bank robbery and fraud and hooliganism and high jumping. It really, you know, the fans really got me back on track. It really, the blood flows through my veins in a more pure sense, thanks to such good behaviour this year. But, you know, it all leads back to one place. It all leads back to that central position in the chest, and that's the heart. And the heart of Newport County is uh, in my Frankenstein's David Hando. Bet you didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. All the respect and love for Ilian. Missing and adoration for a man of whom, without his heart, we would not beat ours to this day. We could talk day and night about what that man's done for the club. But I feel at Christmas it falls upon us to keep some of the past still alive and in your thoughts. And for me, it's David Hando forever. That is a, a surprising and crunching gear change from what has gone before it. But um, but yes, very well said. Um, I think yeah, everyone's everyone's nodding. Uh, Ian, let's come to you next. So you, you're uh, and now Ian is normally the most serious out of all of us. We'll go with something completely left field and uh, destroy it all, won't it? This one. I was really keen that obviously I didn't just rehash me greatest eleven of last of last year. Um and I was trying to think of like what's the what's the what's the final quality I need to sort of you know, we've got, you know, Bellingham's DNA, we've got the Bionic Hero, we've got a magician, we've got the anarchist, and a final quality we need, I didn't know how to what to call it, so I called it bums off seatness. So that's what I'm calling it. When you go, you get your bum. Get your bum off your seat. You want to watch him. You've got to fuse that into my monster. Aren't I? You know that's what we want. There's only one. I've had to go back. It's Kevin Moore. It's Kevin Moore. I'm not going to wax lyrically about Kevin Moore because I did it last year. So if anyone's listening to this, it was who hasn't heard my wax lyrical about Kevin Moore, go and listen to last year's Christmas episodes, which were any anyway. I talk a lot about him, but you know, dead symbol. He's the best player I ever seen put a Newport shirt on. Without doubt, we get the bums off the seats and that tingle of anticipation whenever you got the ball, that is the perfect sort of icing on the Christmas cake for the Newport monster. So I've created my monster, Byronic Hero, Fused with Bellingham's DNA, the magic of Mike Dolan's, the wands, the anarchic qualities of Cortez Bell and the bums off seatness of Kevin Moore. That's what's going to destroy any opposition. Get that player on the I think I'd, uh, I would definitely watch that. Jamie. Shall we finish off my Frankenstein's monster? My my one monster to defeat any 11 players who uh, who might dare to stand before him. Last time you came to me, we were standing on the touchline. We had bionic arms chucking in. I realised he's chucking it in to no one in particular because he's the one throwing it in. But what you really need is just that strange ability to just put the ball in the back of the net 
I'm not talking about like necessarily like phenomenal goal scorers or you know the best strikers in history. I'm talking about people who somehow can just come up with about 15 goals a season and then you look at the stats you're like where did he get to 15 from I don't know how he got here yeah my my sort of final attribute is the ability to to pull goals out of his ass I'm actually going to put it to the rest of the pod because well I had three I'm going to narrow it down to two the two I've got I didn't really realize just how many this first one actually got it was in the 2010 season when we got promoted from the the conference south um of course we had Craig Reed knocking him in but we also had Sam Foley sort of almost playing, if I remember correctly, kind of off the shoulder. And he ended up with about, I think it was, must have been about 20 goals. And I don't know how he got to 20 goals. It was incredible. I'm p- putting his ability to pull 20 goals out of his ass in 2010 against Dom Telford's ability to somehow become League 2 top scorer for one season. So I'm kind of going to put it to you. And if it's a draw, I'll cast the, the deciding vote. I'd go with I'd go with Foley on the randomness because he didn't look, he never looked like he could do much and yet he was still play he came on a, he came on a sub for Barrow last season I was thinking he's still going I've got a few important ones that season as well so yeah I'd probably go with Sam Foley you see Telford w- was unexpected as well I mean I think if if we'd had a, an offer for him in that summer window I think he would have gone it's just that we didn't have any offers for him and. Flynn couldn't get rid of him, so he was on the books and got some starts just because it was his turn type thing, and then suddenly was just in the most prolific form of his life. It did come out of nowhere, and even at the time, there was a sense of he's not going to repeat this. This is going to be a one season wonder, but it was great to watch. So I'm yeah, I'm having Telford. Didn't it come out of Robry's brilliant management skills? He was scoring while Flynn was still there. Yeah, he started scoring under Flynn and just carried on, and then stopped around March. Jack's obviously going to go with Foley. No, I'm going to go. I, I'll be fair. I'll go with Telford. I think that the team that surrounded Foley at the time was excuse enough to bang off his arse and it to the net. Um, he had a lot of good players in the promotion season. Whereas, the, yeah, the Telford sort of thing came out of nowhere. He built it of his own image and it was just the most prolific thing we'd seen in years, wasn't it? Really out of the blue. Well, go on then, Jamie. You, you get to choose. Yeah, well, I've actually just realised I don't actually have to choose because Reese picked three for his first attribute. So I'm just going to say the ability to pull God of Ebersars for Foley and Telford. So. <laughs> right, admin point. Who's done five and who's done four? Because I think I've fucked up. You've done five, you've done five, you've done five. Reese, I've done three. So four, sorry, three out of the four panellists have done all five of their Frankenstein's attributes. And Paul Reese has only done three. So before we come to Reese to give him the final say, we have a second palate cleanser for you. You've had your main course of the Christmas meal by this point. You're you're fit to burst, but there's more to come. Mam's about to pop out to warm up the Christmas pudding. Dad's trying to remember where the brandy is so they can set light to it, scare him on rigid. But before we get to that, let's pull a few crackers. And what have we got here? Well, we've got some Newport County related cracker jokes. I say, I say, I say. Which Newport County player can you dangle from a Christmas tree? That's right, Omar Bauble. Heads in hands. Uh, I say, I say, I say, which 1912 Exiles contributor do you get in big tubs at Christmas time? That's right, call it Ian Street. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you think those are bad, you should have heard the Christmas Carol puns that I came up with. Uh, so there was um, Declan and Drysdale the Halls with Bows of Holly. There was oh little Nick Townsend of Bethlehem, and uh, perhaps most most ambitiously of all, Ding Dong Merry Kip and Rye. <laughs>
you know, a load of youth players on the bench, five on the bench anyway, couldn't even fill the bench, let alone fill it with senior players. Um, to get through that period to be where we are now, um, yeah, yeah, fair play to Coco. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm agreeing with that as well. Um, and I think the other thing that's underappreciated is that he's very tactically astute as well. I mean, that's how we beat Stockport was we we came up with a plan to surprise them with our formation and then to beat them. And he's done it in other games as well. You know, he has this reputation as oh, we we turn up and we grind out results and high press and industry, and that's all true. But actually, we can we can come up with clever ideas as well and you know the the system he's played that's so fluid i think plays to our strengths and our versatility as well so um so that's three out of three so far for coco jack who are you going for um yeah it'd be easy to do coco wasn't it but it's the old contrarian me i've got to do something different so i i'm gonna do a few honorable mentions and then pick one um it's a bit like the community round i guess uh so my first one would be tinty and the bucket hats i think what they're doing for tackling bullying um, they are a charity band, which in itself is a rare entity, right? A band that just plays for making, obviously they're going to have fun and they're going to entertain us, but they are ultimately making money for charity of their choice. Um, and that is, I, I believe it's Kidscape. So yeah, wonderful. That is excellent. The Honourable Sir Norman Parcell for his work at the, not yet sir, but should be for his work at um, counting the community that that seems to take even more steps in a in a bigger direction every year you always see on the comms x amount and it's always more than next year and he grows it and grows it grows it so you know kudos to you norman and yes i'd love to say coco um but he's already had his plaudits so whomever this may be i don't know who you are but whomever planned and launched the special kit for jason bowen to raise money for mnd is absolute home run um i love that idea i'm gonna buy it for myself for christmas and yeah whoever whoever thought that idea it just indicates to us all as fans how giving we all can be and how much we can make a difference and and, and like football is much more than the games we play it's about the community we serve and the people around it and that that i i couldn't be any more prouder to be a part of that club when i hear stories like that so i don't know who you are but yeah whoever organized that you're the person of the year for me well done, well done. And Ian, to round us off. Yeah, so I've got a couple of names as well. So Hugh Jenkins, um, for potentially taking us over and uh, sorting us out. So he, he, he gets an honourable mention for me. Adam Lewis, for often turning up in, a, in, in the away end of bizarre places. i got to take me out to him. You know, there wasn't many of us. There was 83 of us at Morgan. One of them was one of them was Scouse Lewis in the away end. I'm like, what's going on there? So, you know, I wish he was on the pitch. But you know the fact that he the fact that he does turn up there and Salford and other places, I think is 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 great. But actually, I'm giving it to Nick, the club photographer. Um, yeah. Talking to people who turn up blinking everywhere, absolutely astonishing. I think what she does. I was lucky enough that she agreed to sit down at the start of the season and do a bit of an interview, which we did on the pod. I think it took a lot of people by surprise that she's got a full time job and fits all the photography stuff in around that. She's unfailingly nice when you if you're running away and you see her and the effort that she puts in to snap images, portray the club in a good light, get on with the players, get on with the fans. You know she is one of those all round good eggs that you know good football clubs need around them. And you know she's one of those. As many of them like Nick, I'm sure, but I've got to know Nick a little bit this year, and 
yeah, Nick's the embodiment of the club for me. So, yeah, Nick. And and also, like, it, it sounds like an obvious thing to say, but it, it, it's worth saying, like, just how good she is at what she does. Like, not just in terms of getting action shots during the match, but, like, some of the, the pictures she had of Prenton Park at Tranmere the other week, it, it was so artistically done, you know, the ground silhouetted against, you know, purple skies and stuff. I mean, just, yeah, superb. So, um, and yeah, she, as you say, she's, she's a good egg. And she's picked up on my floodlight watch and she'll always like, yeah, she'll always get fire with the floodlights if they're any good, which I love. So give her a tip, give her a tip my hat to that chapeau. There we go. Well, we, we are, we are spreading the love, um, listeners. I think that probably brings us more or less towards the, uh, the end of this, um, Christmas special. I w- we won't do beefs because we're we're feeling festive and um, we don't want to finish the year by starting beefs with anyone. But are there any final shout outs that anyone would like to make? Um, Reese, any final shout outs? Yeah, just the final one to thank the four of you for joining me on the pod this year. It's been fantastic, and to thank everyone who's listened this year. It's probably been our best year. So yeah, thank you very much and Merry Christmas, Ian. How about you? I was going to have a beef about the train system in this country, but let's not go down that road. <laughs> trying to get to games. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Reese. Like just, just doing what we do and having a bit of a laugh with it, and um, not taking our too, not taking ourselves too seriously, but trying to also put out some good stuff. You know, I really enjoyed it. Apologies for people for the Shelley poetry, but we have a bit of a laugh, and it was brilliant meeting Jack down at the FSA Awards and having a giggle with that. So. Uh, um, and I've met, you know, the, 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 some of the loyals who go go to some of the weird away games who've, you know, come up and said hello, you know, all power. Yeah, I take my hat off. To, I get to some, but you guys get to all of them. And yeah, I take my hat off to anyone who does that. So yeah, you guys and the fans. Uh, Jamie? A shout out to all of the uh, contributors who sort of helped us out because you know, we, we can't you know, get to every game sometimes. You know, the ones who as well uh, very kindly submit some some clips from their experiences of match days. Um, I don't have a, a list to hand of everybody who's helped us out this year with uh, with content, but um, yeah, we do really appreciate it because um, uh, it's also nice to hear some other opinions than uh, our, ourselves as well. So um, yeah, kudos to them. Jack shaking his head. Jack only wants to hear his own opinion. I was nodding. I, 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 <laughs> no, I, I was going to start a beef, but let's not. I, I, although. <laughs> Please don't make a fool of my Frankenstein's monster. All you fans, we've been absolutely blemishless with the police. Let's not, you know, try and pile in some wrecks and people. I don't know when you're releasing this, Ed, so I might look a bit silly, but I hope we've been good boys and girls over there. Now, that would be my only beef, even though you didn't ask for it. Um, closing sentiments for the year. I can't believe we sold out some fridge magnets. Who does that? You need some, some real support behind you and we feel every bit of love when we could sell out a good old fridge magnet very nice and i'm going to finish by just giving a shout out to the the various odds and sods who i bump into in the hazel stand uh who make every week a joy so um you know your amparanis your diesels um your dams and then of course i have my now traditional pretty much huddle with Stu and chris and, and ollie where we try and work out what's going to happen uh, in each game, usually getting it wrong, but um, it, it uh, yeah, it's now become part of my pre-match routine. So uh, yeah, thank you uh, to to all of you as well, um, and yeah, thank you to the panel for joining me tonight. Cheers, cheers. We go, lovely, great stuff, um, and thank you to all of you for listening. I hope you have a very peaceful and restorative. 
Christmas and New Year, and we will be back in 2024 with more of the same. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other, and as always, keep it counting. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.